Hey everybody, welcome into episode 12 of the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope everyone's having a wonderful work week. At the time of this recording, not too many topics um, from this week to really discuss and talk about, but the few that we do have, really excited about it. Um, These are two topics that I'm just excited to to jump into you and kind of dissect and give my thoughts and or opinions about, you know, you know, try to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, you know, the fun stuff. So on this week's episode, we're going to be covering the Fallout 76 beta announcement, as well as we got some juicy, big, thick, and juicy Xbox Scarlet rumors. So very, very excited about these two guys. So hey, let's just go, right? So with that said, starting us off, the Fallout 76 beta date has been officially released by Bethesda. They are targeting early October of 2018. The beta for those that pre-ordered Fallout 76 from what they call, you know, from certain sites, basically, pretty much if you bought the Fallout 76, you know, you pre-ordered the game, you'll have access to their beta and everything like that, whether that's be from Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, um, your own local console like the PlayStation Network or Xbox Live, that sort of thing and what have you, you'll get access to that stuff. So it looks like what they're going to do is they're going to be doing it in waves. So I assume they haven't talked about strict details. They just said, hey, early October. So probably what we're going to end up seeing is kind of the way the flow is and kind of the way these bullshit betas go. They're not really betas. I don't know why they call them that. They should just say, hey, demos, because that's exactly what they are. And I had higher hopes for this beta, if you will, that it would actually be a true beta. But I don't think it is. I think we're going to be seeing a strict demo. And uh, I don't want to jump too ahead into like my rant or take about it quite yet. I want to kind of give you some more information about it. But I definitely got some very strong Destiny 2 vibes. And I'll explain a little uh, a little bit here why I, I say that and I feel that way. Um, but early October, boom, they're going to do the beta. They're going to do it in waves. So Xbox goes first, then PC, then PS4. The way they'll probably do it is they'll do it in a weekend slice. So say uh, the first weekend of October from Friday till Sunday up to a certain time, you can log into your Xbox, play the beta, and then the next following weekend will be PC. Then the third weekend will be PS4. Now, they there was some talk about it. I They kind of alluded to it, Bethesda did, or Pete Hines, I should say, from Bethesda, and they may do smaller select groups they didn't go into much detail so i don't know if those are just going to be small select groups from all three platforms or from a particular people that maybe if you just order it from bethesda site and everything like that or if it's just going to be one platform but that those people in smaller select groups may be able to try the game out and play this you know demo if you will uh, before this early october date um I'm sure with us come with QuakeCon 2018 coming up, I'm sure we'll get more information and details, not just about the beta, but also more info on the game itself. Um, right now, looking over at their schedule here, it looks like uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, August the 10th is when they're going to have their Fallout 76 panel. You can watch that via Bethesda's Mixer Twitch and YouTube streaming page and all that fun stuff. So if you want to know more about the game as far as I, I assume they're going to go into like mechanics, how leveling up works and base building, like they're really going to kind of 
peel back the curtain a little bit on this stuff for everyone there, um, which I'm excited to watch. I, I can't wait. I want more details about it. Even with my disappointment in this demo that they've announced, I'm still really excited for this game, you know? Um, but I think this is my biggest takeaway, kind of just thinking about it. Fuck this lame-ass excuse for it to be called a beta. It's not a beta. It's a fucking demo. They're calling it a beta as a marketing ploy. And as I said earlier, having flashbacks to Destiny 2. And and what I mean by that is, too, I'm not even, like I said, even with this announcement, I'm not less excited for this game. However, my hope was, like, a, a true beta from back in the day where you as the player... Your job when you play a beta is to break the fuck out of the game, right? So if they're just doing this as a as a marketing play, which I think they are now, just to stress test servers kind of thing, like that's cute and all that, but that's not enough. Like you are not, you can't, this game comes out November 14th, right? So you have an early fucking demo in October. You're trying to tell me that even across three platforms, everyone's going to find the bugs or like at least the bigger ones and just kind of do work on it so you can get the game where it needs to be and everything like that. And I I just don't buy it. You know what I mean? So this has turned into that. So it's made me a little, a little butthurt about it. And the thing is too, also keep in mind, this is Bethesda's first foray into a shared online game. They already have a lot of shit coming from like their hardcore fans, which I personally think is kind of bullshit. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a massive Bethesda fan. I'm not a massive Fallout or Elder Scrolls fan. Um, I've played a little bit of those games. They're pretty overwhelming to me. I get kind of lost in them and not in a good way. So it hasn't been my jam. So the reason why I like this one differently is because at those moments, it seems like when I would be like, okay, I'm overwhelmed or I'm I'm not understanding what to do or what I could do. The fact that you have other people that you can play with that are like, oh, dude, I got you. Like, let's go do this or let's go do that. I think that's really exciting. And I think games with multiplayer add a different dynamic to these games than before. So their hardcore fan base, as I said, unreasonably so, have been giving, you know, Bethesda kind of this, you know, that side stink eye of like, you guys don't give a shit about single player games anymore. And they've they've said so many times from Pete Hines to Don to Todd Howard like, no, 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 we're still doing single-player games. That's still our focus. We just want to do something different. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get boring. Now, the thing is, you're doing this thing for the first time, a sheer world game, right? Of a very popular IP. So it would behoove you to make sure you get as many hands and eyes on this product prior to your official launch of the game beforehand to kind of quell any fears from your hardcore base that are like, I don't know, I'm not touching this game, I don't, I don't care about it kind of thing, but also to get new players that maybe have been intimidated by the franchise or have traded out that are just like like me, like, oh, that's not really my jam, but this is kind of cool, this is different than what you're doing, I can get behind it. And the fact that they're making this game more survival-based, not hardcore, you know what I mean, it's not like Conan Exiles, but the fact that from everything I've seen from their no clip from the no clip documentary about fallout 76 and information they've shared, they're definitely going in certain avenues, making this more of a hardcore game in the sense of, you know, like you're crafting bullets, you know what I mean? There is no NPCs in this game. It's all player interaction. Like this is some really cool old school shit. And that makes me super excited. So I think this idea of having people get their hands and eyes on it, a couple of times and in a, in a good amount of time to kind of break your game because let's be honest Bethesda games are not known for shipping in peak condition and they've had bugs in the past too that 
hey, they've corrected, but there's still some residue on it. And I understand a lot of games are like that. But when this game launches, their fucking first priority is going to be server stability because this thing is going to have server issues. All these shared world games are. No matter matter how much stress testing you do or how good you think you are, you're going to run into server issues. You just hope that you can minimize the damage and that it doesn't become a wildfire. So once you have all that and you're able to get the servers in a good spot, then the community is going to be yelling about content. Well, what is there for me to do? And that's a big question for Fallout 76 like it is for a lot of these games, these shared world games, is developers, when they think they have enough content that's going to last the player, that's going to please the player for X amount of months, say, oh, we got five months of content, you know? Bullshit, cut that in half, because they're going to breeze through it. And grant you, that's not talking about the hardcore people that just stream 24-7 and they just are like at a buffet and they're just stuffing their fat mouths with everything, just just consuming content, having no idea what they're doing or why they're doing it. They're just trying to get through everything without enjoying it. You don't make games for that that crowd, that audience, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're it's, it's a losing battle. You're never going to win it. So for me, it's, yeah, I just, I think I would have liked to seen them, you know, have this come out probably August actually right after QuakeCon and say we're doing waves and then have them take September to kind of fix any and all bugs that people have reported and everything like that and then October do another launch of it get more hands-on see the improvements and everything like that and then boom take the rest of October to basically just put all the fires out that you can before launch and kind of boom go from there um yeah and it's just I don't know it's I was really disappointed in this news you know I've thought about canceling my pre-order because of it and I but I still want to play the game I still want to get hands on so maybe they it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because I mean someone like me they still they still have it you know what I mean and I've heard so many excuses to why they want to limit the beta like oh if they don't limit the beta then everyone's going to play through everything and or or they're going to see everything and experience it and I'm just kind of like really like First off, there's some easy fucking ways to do that. You know what I mean? A, you can limit the area the player is exploring in the beta. Or B, who gives a shit, right? Those people, if in a three-day period of playing your demo, are able to see and experience all your content, and they did so unreasonably, that's not your problem. But if they have been able to do it reasonably, then you got a bigger issue where your game is launching half-assed, where you don't have enough content in the game, and you're banking on player interactions to be the driving force you know then you're you're asking for trouble that way and so you got to be a little careful about about that kind of stuff you know what i mean um and again the people that are playing your beta and stuff like that i mean it's going to be majority of those type of people because nowadays people don't know how to test it when you do a beta you got to fucking break that thing you're trying to uncover every single centimeter of that game space and trying to find ways to break it find bugs help the developers out and in turn you get to experience this new game in this world early and everything like that um so yeah purpose of the beta find bugs break the game server issues are going to be huge at launch you know they're trying to do something different so let the player see what is different and why it's special so i just thought this was kind of like a uh you know about it you know it was really I was really disappointing to hear, so I don't know, maybe they'll have an announcement at QuakeCon, maybe they'll see how a lot of people are kind of like, uh, whatever about it, and they'll make adjustments, we'll see, I don't know. Um, I'm still going to be playing the game when it comes out November 14th, bearing anything weird, but when I said earlier, oh, it gave me Destiny 2 vibes, it's that I don't like when games do this pre-order the game and you get beta access, and it's not a fucking beta. 
stop calling it that. Say you get pre, say you get early access to the demo because that's exactly what it is. This isn't a beta. Quit calling it that. And I know probably there's some asshole in marketing that's like sitting there like, but if we call it a beta, the 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 hardcore gamer is more likely to pre-order and all. It's like no fuck you. Like stop doing that shit. Stop overusing that crap and and being you know bags of hot just being hot garbage. Don't do that shit anymore. So. With that little ranty rant out of the way, moving on to the second topic of today's episode, something I'm super excited about. We got Xbox Scarlet Rumors. Per report from Brad Sams of Thuriot, Thuriot, how the fuck do you, T-H-U-R-O-T-T. Oh, okay, yeah, Thuriot. Um, Brad actually has a really good track record with breaking Microsoft stuff, but I, I've never heard of this website before, so shows you how much I know. Um, but yeah, so he had a report come out recently on this website where he broke down, I think it was like two days ago it broke, um, about some juicy new Xbox Scarlet rumors. So he's saying in the article, and I'm summarizing quickly on it, some point in 2020, Xbox will release two consoles. One that we will... The one... And this kind of aligns what Phil Spencer said at E3 at the end of E3 this past year, where he said, you know, Scarlet Xbox family, all that bullshit. So there's going to be two consoles. He's saying they're going to launch in 2020. One of the boxes will be our traditional boxes that we're aware of, that we are, excuse me, familiar with, like your Xbox X, you know, your S, your PS4, etc. Like boom, all that stuff. However, the other console, which he goes on to the article to describe, is currently, as it was described to him, is codenamed. Um, X or excuse me, Scarlet Cloud. So, no news on the specs of the traditional box. Um, and like I said, we just have <clears throat> we have some bits of information. Like there's gonna be some computing done on the Scarlet Cloud box and everything like that, which is really cool. Um, but so that's kind of the brief of it. So a little bit like, hey, kind of like this article is like, hey, something's coming down the pike in 2020. This is the mindset that Xbox and Microsoft are working for and towards. You know. So honestly, my thoughts on it. Let's go. Future is inbound, motherfuckers. Let ah cannot wait for this shit. Um, keep in mind too, all next gen games will run on both of these consoles, right? But and again, it lines up with Microsoft is been saying and everything like that, and it was a little Phil Sims, Phil Spencer, and this is the beauty of it too. So let's like let's break it down. So for anyone that's like sitting down listening. Or anyone like walking down the street trying to look all cool with your Ray-Bans on and you got one earbud falling out of your ear and shit like that like an asshole. Just don't don't get triggered. Don't get salty. It's okay. Alright? Dan, Danny's here to, to whisper some sweet, sweet, soothing words of confidence to you to kind of bring it down. Alright? Now, some may be listening and saying, well, why would anyone be triggered by this? We, we know gamers, especially console gamers. We're a very... What's the word I'm looking for? Or the phrase... I'm looking... Um, we're very stuck in our ways. Like it's it's one of those things where if you come into the door and like, hey, we can give you digital games, no more hard copies, and we can slash twenty bucks off the price, they'll look at you absolutely terrified in the fetal position with a copy of their favorite Halo game clutched in their braces around the warm sweetness of their bosom and look at you like you're coming to rob them. That's console gamers especially. So this is something new and different. It's actually somewhat similar to what Microsoft wanted to do with the original launch of the Xbox One X, or excuse me, the Xbox One. And we know how that went out. Your first problem is you had 
the fucking Joker, aka Don Matriarch, come out smiling like a dingleberry, and they marketed and phrased the worst possible words you could use to describe what you wanted to do and how you wanted to push the future of console gaming in your opinion they did it absolutely wrong but this is starting to line up to what they try to do years and years ago i think we're a little more accepting and a little more ready a lot of other audiences are than we were a couple years ago now this is the beauty of it so this is how i assume it's going to kind of play out so in fall of 2020 i think at e3 let me back up. E3 2019 at Microsoft's show, I think they'll do a, a pretty sizable deep dive on the next generation of consoles, right? They're like, hey, this is Scarlet, right? And then by 2020, a fall, we're going to see both consoles come out. I think this whole Scarlet Cloud thing is going to be about 200 bucks. It's going to be the size of an Apple TV, maybe a Roku box. And then you'll have your traditional Scarlet console which is going to be like an Xbox X, but even on more steroids. And that thing is probably going to be, I would imagine, 500 bucks or so. And I think the reason why they would do that is so Microsoft can go all in, all hands on deck with this streaming idea. They've talked about it. They've invested a lot of time, money, and patience. I This will work if they can get the streaming right, because if you put someone buys this box for 200 bones and puts it in their living room and wants to stream the latest Halo game or God of War, or excuse me, Gears of War and there's latency issues and it doesn't work and it's a clusterfuck like PlayStation Now, it's game over. Like, you're fucked. Like, people are not going to be happy. So I'd like to think they've tested this and they're still doing work to fix this issue. So the fact that this rumor is so readily out and aligns with everything we've heard from the Microsoft and Xbox's camp tells me Microsoft is investing in this and they're very confident in it. And it's their way of pushing the industry forward and saying this is our vision for video games in general and we want you to be a part of it so this is brilliant because you release a 200 dollars streaming console that can play all the latest cool games right and it's cheap on the front end but on the back end that's how you get the consumer you get them with subscriptions to xbox live to ea access to game pass and they're still going to have the latest games that come out on xbox live that you know you can stream instead of downloading i'm sure it's going to be something there for that and that's going to be really really cool and amazing um I'm trying to think of some of the, the downsides. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as you get the latency shit right, I mean, that's the fucking number one thing. Um, and I, I don't buy into the areas, you know, like, oh, I have bad internet and stuff like that. There's going to be a home box for you if you want to go that right, if you're that concerned. But, I mean, I live in the fucking armpit of Washington State, and no offense to armpits, but my internet's fine. Like I can still stream. I can do 4k content and all that shit. And we're moving closer and closer to 4k streaming. I mean, it's an option now on Netflix. And so I think as more people adopt 4k televisions, you'll, you'll see that come into play better as well too. But, but streaming seems to be the way of the future and more and more people are cutting the cord. They're adopting to it. Um, I think for this cloud box, there will not be a disk drive in it. So you can't go to the store and buy a disk. Sorry. And do that. That's why you have your traditional Scarlet console set up for that. The non-cloud version of it. Um, yeah. And this is just going to be, this is going to be fucking sweet. Like I'm really excited to see if they can pull it off because it seems like they're putting, uh, probably like 90% of their chips in on this. 
Um, the other 10% is going to like, oh, here's the non-cloud scarlet version we're talking about that's beefed up and on steroids for you hardcore types. Like that's, I'm going to get that. Like that's the audience that I fall into. But this idea that I can go spend 200 bucks on this device and I can just stream any of the games, like that's fucking rad. I can do it anywhere in my house. I can do, you know, oh, I have someone over or hey, I, I let my friend borrow it. Hey, you can just jump on, do this, blah, blah, blah and you're good to go we can play some games together i think that's really really cool and exciting so um the future looks good dude like i'm i'm you know and just credit to microsoft they're killing it they're staying ahead of the curb they are trending upwards and setting the the path and direction of this industry i think right now playstation's on their hands they are lacking severely in this in this category and i think you're gonna see it kind of go full swing um I think at this point too, especially with like crossplay and what Microsoft is doing, if they can get this right, PlayStation's going to be coming to the next gen console severely, severely handicapped unless something changes. And we still have plenty of time. They could have some cool announcements and features. And you know what? I really, really hope they do because competition is amazing. Don't have a, a horse in this race, but I love competition because. Sony wiping the floor with Microsoft for these last couple years in this generation has led to Microsoft taking a step back, looking in the mirror and reevaluating their priorities and what they want to be as a company and a brand to consumers in the video game industry in general. And that's led us to amazing things like Game Pass, led us to things that are very consumer friendly. And I hope Sony doesn't sit on their hands and waits to get their ass beat. But they turn around and are like, okay, we got it. We got to top Microsoft. How do we do that? And they keep pushing boundaries. And then they just keep trying to leapfrog each other little by little. That's what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, we as consumers, we ultimately win. And this is just brilliant. I mean, you've seen it with Microsoft and their commitment to first party games by buying the studios. I keep reading and hearing they're not done. Don't be surprised if by E3 next year, Microsoft adds another two to three first party studios to their portfolio and this aligns with game pass again all those xbox games made by microsoft are going to be there available day one on game pass as same as the store that's a big selling point to someone i mean you got to keep in mind too that a lot of people don't buy the average person doesn't buy a shit ton of video games per year they buy two to three titles that's it and that's usually like call of duty Madden and stuff like that. So no matter what, they're going to buy that shit. No questions asked, right? And But with Microsoft being able to say like, oh, we have all these games though for Game Pass for 10 bucks a month. It's fucking insane, man. Like it, the value is, is incredible with that. And there's just so many layers to it. And I just think it's super exciting to see where they're going with this and, and what they could do. And it's just, yeah, man, like this is so good for gaming in general. And I just, I'm just very curious to see the whole non scarlet cloud device, the second box that's like your traditional console, how hardcore they go with the specs of it. Are they going to try to push for true 4k and 60? Um, are they going to go all in with that and say, Hey, for those that are not comfortable with that, here's a $200 box, you know, and 
this idea too and it's just going to turn into hey maybe you don't want an xbox that's fine do you got a surface tablet do you have an ipad well join the microsoft eco xbox system and play the latest halo on any device you want and play with all your friends that you want like that's that's the dream right there and they're going for it and i think anyone that's heartbroken about like well what happened to uh, you know hard copies I, i'm not going to do digital and licensing it's like listen it took a very very long time and history repeats itself, as I've always said, for Steam to break through the way it did on the PC market. Now, what, 95% of people that are exclusively PC gamers, how do they obtain their games? It's not going to be hard copies, guys. It's it's digital. And I think this is Microsoft's way of pushing us more into that space. So, um, yeah, really, really exciting times. And, yeah, I just cannot wait. So... All right, guys. Um, thank you all for listening. That's going to do it for me for this episode. If you want to help the podcast grow or want to get involved, links in the description below to show you how that's going to do it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, oh, real quick, too, before I fucking forget this shit, because I will. Programming alert. Make sure to have your notifications turned on for the podcast, because this Monday, this upcoming Monday, I will be releasing alongside with my weekly the Haven podcast TV slash film edition for the week. I will be releasing a special bonus episode that will be my in-depth review of no man's sky. Next cannot wait for you guys to fucking listen to this. Um, I got some really cool, interesting stuff planned. I know I'm going to hype it up. So I'm probably going to, it's going to be a, it's going to miss the mark a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see, but I'm doing something completely different than you've heard on the podcast before. Super excited for this. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Can't wait to share it with you guys. So yeah. All right. That's going to do for me. Promise. Thank you all and take care.